Hi guys and welcome to the Fight Start Boxing Podcast. I'm Luke Cash as always, but not as always. I'm not going to be doing a review of the weekend's action. I'm going to be doing a preview of next weekend's action, which obviously is Usyk versus Joshua. Now apologies if you're, if you happen to be Teofimo Lopez or a fan of his. Um, just, I don't have a lot to say about that fight. Um, you know, there were a few things that he did a little bit different, but it, it was a comeback fight. There wasn't a, you know, it was a, an opponent specifically chosen for him to, to win, to to refine a few things, and so you know, I just don't have enough to say to support a whole podcast. Uh, Xander Zayas, if you haven't watched him, you know, look out for him. But again, I'm, I may do a piece on, I may do a written piece on him at some point um, because he's really cool. But um, but I'm not going to talk about them right now. Instead, I'm going to talk about the main event. Or the weekend coming because you know it's one of the biggest fights of the year and there's a lot to unpack and a lot of interest going on. Before you start, I want to draw your attention to an appeal for help. If you're um, if you're a follower of mine or follower of the fight site, you may well have already seen this, but just in case you haven't, um, I want to draw your attention to the front page of the fight site for um, or check on our Twitter account for more details. Um, but we have an appeal for help for for Iggy, our, one of our contributors, in fact, one of our editors, and, uh, you know, over the last couple of years, one of the driving forces behind the fight site. Essentially, um, he needs help. He needs funds to keep out of, to keep out of Russia's way. He's had to escape Russia and he's, he needs, uh, he needs our help to, to stay out and get to somewhere where he'll be safe and stable. Um, I will link in the, um, in the description and in the Twitter comment to uh, to the appeal, where you can uh, you know read from him what's going on and uh, and donate if you're able to, which be it would be greatly appreciated. Okay, on to the fight. Antin Joshua versus Oleg Usyk, or Oleg Usyk versus Antin Joshua, as we may properly put it, with the lead man in in first. Yeah, we're. Um, is Anthony Joshua going to be able to get his revenge? Um, you know, fix up the things he did, uh, he was doing wrong. Or is Usyk going to, you know, repeat and, uh, you know, give, because he's, you know, this is a, che- it's a cheesy thing to say, but he is very much fighting for this. And you can see in the build up his representation, his, uh, how he's dressing, how he's talking. He is very much fighting. For national pride, but also for a symbol of, you know, for you, for unity for Ukraine, for inspiration for Ukraine. And, um, you know, is he going to be able to, to get that across? So I'm not going to be talking, you know, in depth about the psychology and the war and all of that, because that's just not my field of expertise and not what this podcast is about. But I should mention it because, because it's a factor in, you know, in the fight week. But boxing-wise, the question of the fight is, is is Joshua going to be able to change enough to deal with what Usyk is going to throw at him? Because Usyk isn't going to change fundamentally or very much. Like, the things he does will be different, mostly in, in adaptation to what Joshua gives him, because that's how Usyk fights. He adapts as the fight goes on. He, he reacts to what's happening in front of him. And it's Joshua who's going to have to fundam- not necessarily fundamentally alter the game plan. That's going to be one of the questions I'm going to seek to answer um, in this preview. But um, is Joshua going to be able to change enough and bring enough new to the table to deal with that? And, I mean, the first thing to do, really, is to clear up 
what happened the first time and what went wrong the first time before we go on to what can he change and will he be able to. The thing about the first fight is the narrative coming out of it, especially from the Joshua side, is um, he tried to outbox a master boxer. Uh, he um, he got outskilled. That shouldn't be his approach in the next fight. And, you know, to some extent, yeah, that's true. He did try to box with a boxer and he did get outskilled. But there was a physicality involved too. Like um, Joshua was getting outmuscled and... Uh, pushed around in the clinch and that was a real problem for him and also stamina um weirdly enough it doesn't come up as often as it probably should in boxing when you talk when we talk about the technique and the outcomes of fights sometimes i think possibly i as an analyst overemphasize stamina um i definitely have done sometimes but um you know when you've got a fighter like this a fighter like you against a fighter like joshua it is a factor and and that came into it like really strongly towards the end um, you know, Usyk did. Usyk did what he always does. He started relatively slowly, probing. He fights behind a very busy jab. You know, moving in and out, throwing his combinations, taking his angles, but initially probing. And just you know, by anyone else's standards, what Usyk opens with is a high volume. By his standards, it's not that high. You know, he cranks the pressure as he goes along. But um, but uh, the point being is that um, yeah, his mobility was tough for Joshua to work with. Joshua's real problem for me, and this is the thing that is going to be difficult for him to fix, but um, the problem for me is Joshua is a really clean, technical, like his technical form is really clean, and in some ways it's too clean, and it leaves him a bit limited because he because he only has a certain amount of tools, and that's, you know, that's fine. Some fighters do wonders with very basic amount of tools, but they need to have variation on those little few things that they're doing. Um, you know, I talked about it. Obviously, there wasn't this higher level, but I talked about it a couple of weeks ago with Walter Smith and the way he varies his right hand. Joshua is kind of the opposite um, in that he throws. He's got a decent sized arsenal of things that he can do, especially at mid range. Um, you know, he's got a good jab. He's got good good hooks, good straights uppercuts all of that stuff he's got every punch he needs but he really only throws all of them in a one way and when he moves out and back when he steps side to side it's always into the same positions so that means compared to some other fighters you know it's a big toolbox that doesn't it doesn't use it to his full potential and in against Usyk in particular it became a bigger problem for him because um because he is a long and mid-range fighter. He isn't particularly great in close. And so his um, game plan did basically centre around um, fixing, intercepting Usyk's movements, stopping him getting into close, catching him out as he moved, all of that stuff. And he did it pretty well. Like the word, Usyk had to adjust more than he's had to adjust you know, often. He had to deal with, uh, well, with quite a few changes in tempo and timing, um, that he probably wasn't anticipating. Certainly, I hadn't anticipated before the fight. And this is what uh, I'm. I mean, if you've seen me, and you know, several of the fight site writers and others, um, Kyle, Carl McLaughlin, and a whole bunch of others. You know, we've all held this up. This was one of Joshua's better performances, and I think this is something that can't be. It can't be overstated, and it is being completely understated by 
the hype machine in the UK especially, that Joshua underperformed. He did not underperform in the first part. He performed as well as, you know, as well as you could have reasonably expected him to do. He did a lot of things that he doesn't normally do. He he adjusted his timing better than he has done for a very long time. It just wasn't enough in large part because it is limited to that mid and long range. And once Usyk started to get in close or started to get around the side of him, he struggled and he doesn't turn, we know, he doesn't turn well. He doesn't, he's not a great mover. He's never going to be, you know, it's a cliche to call big, tall, muscly boxers stiff. But um, to a certain point, he, he just is. He's not, he's not a hugely mobile guy and he doesn't deal well with being turned. And that causing problems physically as well. Basically, he just isn't good at dealing in a clinch. He isn't, uh, you know, he's obviously a much bigger guy than Usyk, but he wasn't set to push around. He didn't have that skill set in him to push Usyk around, to stop him being shoved in the clinch, to generate power of his own in the clinch. He didn't have all that. And that is going to have to be a factor in the second fight for him. Because essentially that turned into a safe space for Usyk. The place where where Joshua, you know, you would think that's a much bigger guy would have an advantage, turned almost into a safe space where Usyk could bully him around. And the mid and long range became a place where where Joshua didn't have, you know, he he couldn't keep him there. He couldn't win in those areas because he couldn't keep it to those areas. So that's what the second fight is going to have to be. The second fight is going to have to be Joshua finding ways to... Well, he either has to stop Usyk getting in close or he has to leverage his size and power when it does get in close. Oh, you know, just knock him out. And that's the game here, you know, speaking analytically and also for what's going to happen. But speaking analytically, the game is getting... Trying to figure out what Joshua is going to do. It's trying to say, you know, what I think Joshua should do and trying to figure out what he's going to do. It's a little tricky. Um, he's talking like... He's listened to the frankly, being brutally honest, the frankly less educated members are more, I don't want to be rude because, you know, it's if you're not a full-on fat, you know, you've got no obligation to be a boxing nerd and go, you know, oh yeah, um, Joshua going full-on crude would be a very bad idea, would almost certainly get him knocked out much quicker. Um, but it is a concern of Anthony Joshua believes that because him going full on you know people are saying oh he should try what Derek Chisora did because Derek Chisora gave Usyk a certain amount of trouble before he got um, before he got beaten he should try to physically impose himself fully by going like really aggressive and a bit crude and shoving him about and all of that and um, and Joshua was speaking as if he buys into that and it would just honestly be a terrible idea because he hasn't got he hasn't got the stamina to do that for starters. Um, you know, one of the things about Chisora is that he runs out of gas in the third round, but it doesn't seem to bother him. Joshua is very bothered by being tired and he can't match Usyk with, for stamina. He just can't. So he can't throw himself full bore at him all the time. Even if he, you know, even if he did, even if he does, um, throwing himself forward like that is just a really good way to get himself outflanked, you know, make it even easier for Usyk to step around. Um, to get to him, to get to his body, to uh, to work him, to make him turn. It's just going to exacerbate the things. Like there's a low 
percentage chance that he does jump, catch him leaping in and, um, and knock him out. But it just doesn't seem to me to be the best way. And uh, I would be very concerned if I saw Joshua like leap out and try to try to knock him the fuck out. I do suspect that he's not going to. I do suspect that he is mostly bluffing, trying to play head games, you know, um, trying to persuade Usyk that that is what he's going to do. Because, well, the main reason I think that is because, well, two reasons. One, you know, Joshua isn't dumb. You know, I think he's a bit of a simple fighter. I think there are things that he's done wrong throughout his career and maybe taking a bit longer to react to than he should have done. But he's no means of a dumb fighter. He's not surrounded by dumb people. He's, um, he, I think he's got to see why that would be a bad idea. And he's hired Robert Garcia. And the thing about Robert Garcia is he has worked with some, you know, rough and tough fighters in the past. He, he fought, um, he worked with Marcus Maidana. He's fought, um, he, he worked with Kelly Pavlik for a bit. But even those guys, you know, they weren't crude, rough, tough, swing for the fences sort of guys. Like even Maidana, when he was beating Broner and fighting Floyd, like, yeah, he was physical and pushing and all of that. But watch Maidana's performance against Broner. Most of the time, He's pushing Broner back in the you know sense that Broner's going backwards, but most of Madonna's most effective work is sort of cleanly in the pocket, not head to head shoving. And if you look back at that fight, you know I'm not saying it's a story for the whole fight, but there were more, there were fewer occasions where Broner was pushing Madonna around when they got into the clinch, and. Then, that's basically the story with Robert Garcia. He isn't training his fighters to be rough and tough clinch fighters. Like his biggest names are people like Mikey Garcia, obviously his brother, um, and Mauricio Donaire back in the day. Guys like that, they know how to fight physically, but they also know they are highly technical and they're about timing and using length and space in the ring to deliver their power and controlling the space and for Joshua's sake I hope that he has done gone to Garcia with exactly that in mind because um, because for me that is his best shot uh, um, using his size and strength well his size and length advantages to deliver his power to interrupt Usyk's movement because I do think he does need to interrupt Usyk's movement but I don't think he's going to do it by throwing himself at him I think that would just make it easier I think he needs to time things. I think he needs to introduce even bigger variety to his shots to herd Usyk way to where he needs him to be. You know, I think he needs to maybe use his front foot. Definitely needs to use his jab, and Garcia's a good guy for that. Um, not everyone he teaches has a great jab, but generally speaking, yes, they do. And Mikey Garcia had a fantastic jab, and yeah, he needs to control that space. And as much you know, I, I have had my criticisms of Robert Garcia in the past about. His fighters maybe him being a bit bit over careful about um about range, but um but I think he is a good stylistic fit to what Joshua already brings to the table. And for a guy in Joshua's age and Joshua's position, that would be, I think, the best approach is to refine what he already does in a manner directed to stopping Usyk rather than, you know, reinventing himself as a fighter that he's just never gonna be. So I think he's in the right place. And so, you know, let's talk about um, what do I think he needs to do, um, like specifically. 
you know, I have a few ideas. Um, if you've followed me for a while, you may have heard or read me um, talk about them before in little bits. But, um, but yeah, um, for me, the big thing, like I say, is disrupting Usyk's movement. There are two ways for him to do this. The first way would be to jab him back off, jab him back, jab him back off, and make Usyk come to him, make him make it really hard to close the range. Um, and catch him coming in. I don't think he's going to do that because I think, I think he thinks that's what he did in the first fight. I think that's what he's trying to do in the first fight. Um, I don't think that he did it particularly well, and his notes of success came from other areas. But I think that's where he thinks he lost the first fight. So I don't think he's going to go backing off. I think he's going to go stepping in. Um, but what I think he should be doing and aiming to do is stepping in. You know, such that Usyk's roots around him are disrupted. Now, it's going to be really important if this is what he chooses to do. It's going to be really, really important to not let Usyk get around his lead side because, um, realistically speaking, I mean, it's not the only way to do it. But realistically speaking, he is going to be have to be. He's going to make him want to make himself quite long, so more bladed. But that does carry a risk of. Joshua getting around his lead side of Joshua of Usyk getting around Joshua's lead side and Joshua doesn't recover well from that so he is going to have to very much have his lead hand ready to herd Usyk the other way and if you can get him doing that he's then Usyk will have a long way to go to get to the safe spot on the other side you know, like I say, he doesn't have to be super bladed and he and Joshua doesn't usually come out really when I say bladed in case anyone, you know, I sort of assume that everyone listening to me knows this already. But um just in case, a bladed stance is one where you're longer, where your shoulder and your lead hand are sort of, you know, further forward, your stance is more it's hard to describe in audio. Um your feet are further not as square, not as much side to side, but you know, f- forward and back, and your shoulders are you know once further forward, once further back. That's a bladed stance, um, you know, beginner's guide. And um, you know, Joshua is his stance is sort of neutral in that sense. He's neither particularly squared, particularly bladed, nor you know, he's just kind of in the middle. He, he's um, he's not notable for either leaning particularly strongly in either direction. Uh, you know, I suspect that's what he'll stick with. Um, Garcia isn't going to fuck with his fundamentals too much. Um, he's, you know, he isn't suddenly going to turn into, um, say, Rancis Bartholomew. You know, someone like that who's super, super long. Uh, he fights super, super long. He's not going to do that. Um, but he'll try to use his length as much as he can. And like I say, he needs to herd Usyk across the front of him. That is going to be the key to his game plan, herding Usyk across the front of him. And you know, bumping him. I think that'll be, if he can do it, it'll be useful. If he can step while Usyk is moving, and this will be dangerous because it's open to interceptions of his, you know, of Usyk's own. But um, if he can step while Usyk is trying to circle and foul that movement up, not even, you know, step into his path, but move forward such that he can sling an arm out um, and intercept him that way. And this is the thing with Joshua. This is where I think he'll struggle. This is where I think Garcia would be quite good because, um, you know, his most famous fighter is Mikey Garcia. Uh, he didn't do this, but um, other fighters, yeah. You don't have to be super clean, super perfect in form to get things done. 
And I think, you know, if he just kind of gets himself in the way at the right moments, this is going to be the important thing. The timing is going to be crucial. And if he just gets himself in the right way at the right time, then he's going to force Usyk to move in the direction he needs him to. And he's going to have more openings to land on him. It's just going to be super, super key, I think, making Usyk move in the right direction. You know, it it has to be a guided performance. And I think he has to be guiding Usyk. I don't... My question is, you know, is he capable of that? There's a few few issues that I have um, with that. The first thing is, you know, it's a lot to learn in one go. He's going straight into the rematch. Yes, it has been a year, but it's a lot to learn in one go. And it's very difficult. And especially the older you are, the harder it is to learn these things and embed them so that they don't fall apart when you're under pressure. And Usyk will be putting him under pressure. And, you know, my question is, even if he comes out doing the things that he needs to be doing, is he going to stick to them? Is he going to keep doing them when things get tough, when he gets tired? And, you know, it's rare, it's an odd thing for me to do to suggest that Joshua is going to get too clean in his form as he gets tired. He's not going to be ragged enough as he tires. It's a weird thing to suggest, but I think that is going to be a key factor because when he gets tired... As a fighter, you fall back into the things that you're most comfortable with doing, or, you know, just uh, the instincts, the things that are really drilled into you. And what Joshua's got really drilled into him is really clean form. He's always been good at that. And it's whether he, you know, whether, you know, if, even if he comes into the fight ready to be a bit more rough and tough, in, even in the right ways, whether he can keep to that when he gets dog tired, when he gets hurt. And I'm not sure about that. Um, and because, you know, because Usyk's style is particularly badly suited to Joshua's particular lack of mobility, you know, he just isn't built to deal with a guy buzzing around him and shoving him about from odd directions. And that is going to be a thing as well, because even if he does manage to, even if he has learned the clinch game enough that he can not be pushed around, and even if he can sort of generate power in there and Usyk uh, one or two times, you know, a few times, he would have to end it early because he just isn't going to come in more physical and last 12 rounds with Usyk. Like, I just kind of cannot see him. Like, that is something I cannot see happening. And like, that wouldn't be not just a complete technical reinvention, but a complete physical reworking of Joshua's entire style and, you know, his what he's built like and he's just not that guy so that just isn't going to happen um so yeah you know you can see where my predictions go like i think Usyk's going to win i think Usyk's eventually going to get around him I, th- I do think that joshua may cause him a few problems early um you know if he throws himself crudely at him Usyk is going to have to be very cautious but he's perfectly capable of that he is good on the back foot unlike um well i wouldn't say um Momodenko is bad on the back foot, but he's not as good a fighter on the outside as Usyk is. And Usyk is unflappable. Like if, if Joshua brings new things towards him, Usyk isn't going to be freaked out by that. So he's going to be patient and he's going to probe and he's going to work things out and he's going to jab really, really well. And as the fight goes on, you know, I think, I think he'll work out whatever Joshua brings to the table. And he'll start to get around him and, you know, he'll, uh, he'll start to turn him, he'll start to push him off balance. There are risks for Usyk, you know. It, I'm making it sound like Joshua has no chance. And, um, you know, if you uh, 
if you talk to the rest of the fight type lands, that we're all in fairly, fairly broad agreement of how this fight will go. Um, there's a round table coming up, I'll talk about it at the end, but we'll, we did it, we sat down and did a little conversation, and we, I'll be publishing it, possibly before the podcast comes out. Um, yeah, anyway, the point is, um, we're all in broad agreement um, that Usyk has the better skill set and Joshua is a little bit simpler and simplistic and probably isn't going to be able to do all the right things. But he is a sharp guy. He's a good finisher. He's an accurate puncher for the most part. Um, he's got good timing. Actually, he's got really good timing in you know in his comfortable mid-range where he's best at. His timing's really good. So if he, if he is able to bring a few more things to the table and keep that shirt sense of timing, like Usyk is going to have to work pretty hard. And he may have to rely more on his guard than his movement than he's used to. I don't think that would necessarily be a problem for Usyk because he's really well-rounded and, you know, his guard and defence are always sharp anyway. And then even when he does get tagged, he's got a good chin on him. Like Joshua did catch him a few times in the first fight. That, that kind of gets... You know, we talk about the first fight as a, as a one-sounded total humiliation. It wasn't. It was. It was one-sided. It was like there was a clear victor, but Joshua had his moments. He caught Usyk. You know, quite a few times. Usyk took them well. He defends well. He's. Uh, you know, he. We, we're talking about him as as an offensive fighter, but Usyk is really good defensively, and I think that is one of the reasons he. I kind of blew over that. You know, coming talking about why Joshua shouldn't be crude and aggressive. The reason Joshua shouldn't be crude, crudely aggressive is because Usyk's defence is really good and you have to unlock it. Like if Usyk's defence wasn't good, if he was just this wildly aggressive pressure fighter, even if his defence was only in air brackets as good as someone like Chocolatito Gonzalez, who in some ways has a similar style as him, and his defence is pretty good, but his defence is used mostly to get him into more attacking positions and it does leave him open to being hit. Usyk isn't like that. Like, yeah, he clearly does get hit. Someone as aggressive as him is always going to. But he doesn't get hit very, you know, nearly as often as he should. And when he goes defensive, when he does decide, okay, I need to chill for a bit, I need to let the other guy do his thing and not get hit, he's really good at doing that. So that is that is the reason why Joshua can't rely on just, you know, throwing himself at, Usyk, because if he got into an even exchange of hard punches with Usyk, yeah, he'd probably win. You know, if he managed to get Usyk just standing in front of him and exchanging equally, he'd probably win. It just isn't going to happen. It's just not. It's not that that, like, that option isn't on the table. So you know, I'm glad I may ended back to that that to clear that up. Um, you know, Usyk's defense is incredible. Usyk's sense of rhythm is incredible. This is, I think, the thing. Um, a thing that may be a distinction that I just decided that I need to make. Um, Joshua's timing is really good. Joshua has a very good sense in the moment of, I need to throw this shot right now. I need to throw this shot to land it on this person when he does this. He, um, his positioning can be an issue. You know, that, that was the letdown in the first fight. Um, he wasn't always in the position, you know, because his arsenal of shots isn't that big. Um, he wasn't always in the position to throw the shots he needed as accurately as he needed them to. But when he's in that right position, his timing to do it is really good. Um, the difference between them, Usyk's timing is really good, but his rhythm, his sense of rhythm and his pattern is also really good. And his ability to 
shift it, break it, change it. Joshua kind of goes with what's given to him, I think. Um, you know, Joshua isn't in control of... Um, I would say he's not in control, but he's not the guy conducting the timing, um, conducting the rhythm of the fight, generally speaking, I would suggest. Whereas Usyk is, like, Usyk, yeah, he cranks the pressure slowly, slowly, like I said at the start, but he does it with variation, you know, he'll slowly ease, um, ease it up a bit and then bring it back. He'll push the pressure a little bit harder than, you know, back and forward, back and forward, just these little subtle changes, not just in the timing of the moment, but in, you know, from for a little while, he'll move a little bit sharper, move a little bit faster, push the tempo, and then he'll slow down, and Joshua will have to adjust to that, and Joshua will be chasing the adjustments all the time. And, I mean, that's another thing that's tiring. You know, when you've got really good stamina and that control of tempo and all of that, stamina is going to be a big thing in this fight, and I think that's what, um, you know, it's not, it, that's not going to be what it comes down to. What it's going to come down to is that Usyk is just naturally a better enough boxer that he can bring, you know, these advantages to the table. But this is the thing. The talk is that Joshua needs to use his physical advantages, that Joshua is relying on his physical advantages. If that's the case, and to, you know, to a lot of extent it is, he doesn't have that many physical advantages over Usyk. Size, yes, obviously. Strength, hmm. Not sure, you know, he's, you know, if they, if they were lifting weights, yeah, I assume that Joshua would bench more. But in a wrestling match, you know, even if you take the technique out of it, and Usyk is definitely better in a technique, in technique for the pushing matches, at least for now, even if Joshua fixes up his technique enough, you know, Usyk is, is well built to do that kind of thing. Um, and stamina, I'm sorry, stamina is just a really, really key part of this game. And that is where Usyk is better. And speed, you know. Usyk's speed is better, his movement is better as well, but his, you know, he's just faster. Um, and so levering, leveraging just size and power against a disadvantage in speed, agility, stamina, and probably endurance, probably durability, because, um, because I do think Usyk takes punches better than Joshua does. You know, that, that, that's a big, tough ask. So yes, clearly I am predicting Usyk to win again. Um, you know, some will say that makes me un-British. Well, that's fine because I'm Polish. Um, but, uh, but yeah, okay. Clearly, you know, clearly my thoughts on the fight are Joshua has his chances. He has ways to win. The first concern is whether he's going to pick the right way. You know, I'm just summarising now. The first concern is whether he's going to pick the right way. The second concern is whether he is going to improve enough on enough of the things to bring them into bring the the things into play. And the third thing is whether he's going to be able to keep that up when he gets tired if he doesn't finish early. And you know, all that together, I think it's going to win. And I think he'll probably knock him out because um, you know. No matter which way he chooses to do it, I do think um, Joshua is going to have to make more of it, you know, push himself more. And I just don't think he's got it to last 12 rounds with Usyk if he's doing that. So it's going to be a knockout, and I think it'll be Usyk sort of in the mid late rounds. You know, I think, yeah, I think Usyk's a heavy favourite. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I'm excited for this fight. You know, it's I've talked for half an hour about it. It's clearly a, a lot, I think, to say, you know, I've maybe covered some of the same points a couple of times, but there's clearly a lot going on here. 
I'm not going to get into previewing them right now. I will try to do a preview piece extra to the fight, but I may it may not happen. Um, but there are a couple of fights to watch out on the undercard. It's a pretty deep undercard. Um, Callum Smith is stepping up. I think he's stepping up. Okay, having checked, he's not technically stepping up. It's his second fight at um, light heavyweight, but it is his first fight against someone basically competitive. Um, he's fighting Matthew ba Matthew Badalik. I felt like there was a European title on the line, but it doesn't seem to be at the moment. Um, in any case, yeah, Callum Smith is seeking to build his way into world title contention at light heavyweight, and um, I'm not super familiar with Badalik. I think I've seen him fight before, but in any case, he's um, he's been around at European level for a pretty, you know for a fairly long time, and um, you know it's, it's by no means a pushover for a guy stepping up a division. Um, it'll be interesting. I like, you know, I like Callum Smith, but uh, he's not, by no means a perfect fighter. He has been used to using his size till now, and uh, and it'll be interesting to see how he steps up, how he uses his uh, not quite as big. You know, Callum Smith is huge. He's a massive. He was a massive super middleweight. He's still a massive light heavyweight, um, but he won't be quite as massive compared to the um, the other guys, and he will need to leverage that a bit more. Um, Got a couple of more heavyweight fights. You've got um, Filip Rogovic against um, Tile Zhang, um, which will be. You know, those guys are looking to. Especially Rogovic is considered to be a world title prospect. I'm not hugely high on him, but it'll be an interesting fight. Um, and you also have um, Badu Jack versus Richard Rivera, Badu Jack at cruiserweight. Um, ben Whitaker's fighting on the card, but there is a bit of um, argy bargy. Um, International, you know, viewers have absolutely no reason to know this. The fight's on DAZN pretty much everywhere, I think. But in the UK, it's on Sky. They won the rights. But they don't have the, um, you know, neither Usyk nor Joshua are Sky fighters now. Joshua was until recently, but he's moved to DAZN, but they won the rights to promote, you know. So it's a bit of argy-bargy, and Sky have this fight. Um, and they wanted to put Ben Whitaker on the main card. I think they wanted to make him co-main, but they wanted to make, put him on the card. And, uh, but because they don't control, you know, they have the rights to promote it, but they don't control it. So he's the main, um, he's the main, I think he's top of the previews, um, top of the YouTube previews. And he's worth watching. He's, I don't know, he's a former, so he fought a few weeks ago. He's a massive shithouse and he's going to annoy you. He's going to bore your piss. He's going to really really irritate you but he's quite good and he's entertaining and um he's worth watching yeah this is um it's a pretty good card considering you know a lot of the time these cards are you know just a headliner and then just a bunch of names fighting you know guys are supposed to smack up to a certain extent yeah that's true but um but you know there, there isn't a bunch of you know okay ben whitaker's gonna win this fight you know i just brought him up he's gonna win his fight against a sickening opponent but um you know Kevin Smith with his border league Hrugovic with Zhang they should win those fights they might not it's that kind of card you know so um, so it's a good card it's a it's an excellent headliner obviously um, I'm not thrilled with that it's in Saudi Arabia but I'm not gonna you know I'm gonna watch it so I'm not gonna bang on about how evil it is you know it's you know I'm not <laughs> you know Usyk going to Saudi Arabia when he's representing Ukraine, you know, and all this stuff going on there. I mean, it doesn't sit well, but I am going to watch the fight, so I can't sit here and write. And also, it's, this is a technical podcast, not a political podcast. But I would feel bad if I didn't mention it. 
it's just you know yeah hypocrisy i'm gonna watch it etc etc but um yeah i think it should be mentioned um other than that yeah there are other things going on this weekend but um you know um adrian bronan was supposed to fight then he pulled out um and now um sergio lipinets has stepped in to fight up against um Figueroa and also um Emmanuel Navarrete will be fighting Eduardo Bears on, you know, these are three completely separate cards. So it's a pretty stacked weekend now. I'll never understand. I mean, it won't be at the same time um, because the Joshua card is in Saudi Arabia. It'll be UK time because Joshua and Busek are both European fighters. But, um, um, but it is still weird to put up, you know, two guy two separate cards on a night where a lot of people already have been watching boxing from on America time very early. In any case, um okay. That's a podcast for the week. Um again, um I will link in the in the description in the um in the tweets all of that um to our appeal for Iggy. Um also, you know Subscribe to our patron. That's also part of the appeal, but subscribe to our patron anyway. We are now aiming to get busy on the Patreon. Um, I will be trying to write more pieces and things, contribute a bit more to on the boxing side. Um, follow me on Twitter at Crafty Boxing. And um, other than that, I will you know enjoy the week fight, and I will see you on the other side, where hopefully I will have guests. But even if I don't. I will be here, so um, enjoy the fight and see you next time.